You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Okay, everyone. Welcome to the show. Noelle's here today. Hi, everybody. Noelle Eanes is an Eastern medicine practitioner at The Space at Raw Republic, and she's also one of my good friends and teachers of many, many things. That was my mini introduction, mm-hmm. because I'm working on that, because people have asked yes. that maybe I like preface with a little bit of an introduction, even though I just want to get into the conversation. Right. So much so that I literally haven't even told you hello, because I've been <laughs> anticipating talking to you about so many things yeah so hi hey what's up (laughs) hello how are you noelle just got back from an amazing trip to san diego and so and she you went to two spiritual courses yes and you had you know what's funny what we do podcasts quite often when you come back from trips that's true and most often they are after like a spiritual course Yes, that's true. So much of what I, like my entire life really, when I look back on it, so much of it has to do with spirituality. So even if I went on a, at a like basic trip or something like that, it would probably have, I would make it into something that was spiritual. <laughs> it would be naturally. If it yeah. was something that you were inspired to do. Yeah. It would be naturally. It's just my way involved of in your being spirit. in the world. Yeah. You wouldn't, you most likely wouldn't, wouldn't plan like an unconscious trip. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was spontaneous, it would still in some way feel right. Igniting, expansive. It's my way of being, mm-hmm. you know. I some people I have a friend, I don't know, um he's probably not listening, but <laughs> I have a friend and I guess maybe some of you who are listening can relate to this. He I want to stop and literally like I will stop and smell the roses like I literally stop and smell flowers as we're walking and it's just I don't even think about it it's just my way of operating in the world Mm -hmm. I just and I'm not saying I do this all the time but I do have a tendency to just be like life is so amazing and it's just this big juicy thing that I get to experience and I want to experience that whether it's through taste or touch or sounds or Um, smells or something like that so in a weird way paying attention to those little things becomes a spiritual practice and that's what transforms my trips into these experiences although the courses that I did are definitely (laughs) um, specifically spiritual you know I wasn't going to like I mean everything is spiritual though really everything is everything is Mm -hmm. it's so silly that we have to categorize it but yeah Well, what you were describing, what I notice about you is that there's this sense of groundedness always about you, Mm -hmm. which is why you're such a powerful practitioner, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are so separate from their physical experience Mm -hmm. and from the messages that you gain from tuning into your physicality and also the opportunity to release energetically by tuning into your physicality. Mm -hmm. So like emotions can sometimes feel when you think about emotions, sometimes it seems like something outside of you or like a mental thought, something like that. But especially when, you know, I'm working with you, for example, emotions are 
ever present physically, especially when we don't allow them to come up in the present moment. Right. When we don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Right. They become that physical. So there's, so what I, and that's not good. Oh, don't not let good. it become physical. <laughs> not good. Or Noel will have to stab you in the back of the neck <laughs> and then put a cup on top of it. I was like, <laughs> very different. <laughs> very interesting. What, was what that? she what is that referring called? to is, a practice that I learned from my sensei, Sensei Kobayashi, Soji Kobayashi. He studies, or sorry, he I studied with him. He teaches something called shakaju therapy. It's also called acupuncture core therapy, and it's a Japanese technique that uses. It's super gentle. It you, <laughs> except for this one particular thing. It's super gentle. It's non-invasive. So I use a needle that does not penetrate the skin or a tool that doesn't penetrate the skin and a lot of palpation and feedback. And basically I use that, that tool, whether it's made of, you know, stainless steel or silver or copper or gold as a way to conduct energy. However, what Sheena is experiencing or was talking about experiencing is a technique that I saw him do in Hawaii when I was studying with him and it shocked the entire class of acupuncturists. <laughs> and basically, his his idea is that any trauma that we hold is stored in the neck because it's the place between our brain and our body. And by intentionally bleeding that area, it can help to release some of that trauma. So whether it's physical or emotional or you know whatever level it's on, it can help to release that and... Sheena <laughs> was a little nervous and rightly so it's a weird thing it's you know it's a totally weird thing I can totally understand well I mean if you're look I mean everything's weird acupuncture yeah. can be considered weird totally we're putting needles in you know energy yeah. centers of our body and yeah. like just chilling with the needles in us it's a, and most people <laughs> but right. I, you know right most people what most people have experiences with needles that are traumatic you know, as kids, it's like you're getting, True. or even as adults, your you're ex- most exposure to needles is are hypodermic needles, and they're painful, and mm-hmm. they're taking something out of you or putting something into you, and that's rarely pleasant. Right. So it's a different sensation. I mean, and for- also, I'm sure you know if other people have had experience with acupuncture, you are such a, you're like being in the room with. Well, you are being in, you know, when you're practicing on me, I know that I'm in the presence of a healer, a holistic healer, not someone who's separate from the understanding of the physical, mental, spiritual connection. So a lot of people I'm sure have had acupuncture with people who are just kind of very rigid and physical and you are so all encompassing. So it does ease you into the experience of Mm -hmm allowing someone to penetrate you basically which like you should be comfortable with people who are penetrating you side note right Amberly is somewhere in the room because this is happening right now you <laughs> always blame the sex talk on Amberly and she I always blames it on you sit here you guys projecting yourself onto me guys Anyway, yes, thank you for trusting me enough to allow me to yes. penetrate you. Well, back to that specific experience, you know, you also worked on me through, you know, um, we were kind of talking, talk therapy and acupuncture, shakaju, cupping, all those things. And there was definitely an 
access to emotion there Mm -hmm. that I also was, you know, uncomfortable talking about because I hadn't really been in conversation with what emotionally has been going on with me. I've been able to just kind of group my experience of emotion into, okay, well, the only thing that matters in my life is the fact that I'm, that I have a business that's successful. So if there are ups and downs in the business, that's, you know, logically my brain is just saying that's call for emotion. Whereas like Mm. a lot of my personal life and experience separate from that as Sheena was not often accessed. And so I felt that that session really ignited that connection to that. And I still didn't really want to talk about it, but certain things came up you know, that I I couldn't avoid it. Like I was in the middle of what that situation was that night. So talking about like the universe working on behalf of actually like, don't look away. This is important. You know, um, physical things actually happened that, that night that was like, and I felt myself, I literally was pale. All the blood left my head and I was forced to just be in the experience of what am I feeling in this moment in relation to the situation? I can't look away. Like there's something coming up. And after that, I was able to recognize, okay, there's something there. I'm being triggered emotionally. And it's with something that I've never really, um, given myself the allowance to express. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I probably will talk about that more in detail, but, and I want to talk about so many other things with you, but I do want to say thank you for that because that was a really powerful healing experience for me. And it has completely um, allowed me to move forward in a way that, wow, that sense of connection to myself creates so much confidence and so much love of self And I'm really grateful for it. That's awesome. (laughs) Anyway. My pleasure. (laughs) So, but It's a blessing. It's such a blessing to do this work. And I think that that's what, um, so to wrap it, to tie it back to the two courses I did, I've been studying with James Van Prague, who is a psychic medium. And I've been, working with my own intuitive processes and connecting to people. And so I think that that's what you're feeling when, or that's what people feel with me and what makes it different is because I'm really connecting to your soul. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't see the outside of, of anybody. And that's something that has been true about me forever. It's forever. You know, it's, I've always been that way. And so and I want the best for everyone that I come across. And so when you're in the room with me and I'm tuning into what that might be, I might not be paying attention to what your ego is saying is important. Yeah. <laughs> and I go kind of to the root of what I'm feeling and what I'm sensing on your behalf, on your on your spirit's behalf, on your soul's behalf, on the mm-hmm. deepest level. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I I love doing. It's what I love doing. I just love supporting people on that level. Well, you're su- you're such an interesting person to talk to because you've you've worked with so many people. You have yeah. <laughs> so much experience. Yeah. From, you know, in such a vast range of of ways to heal them. Yeah. And 
so it's really interesting that you're just starting to tune into, you know, I'm not just doing a physical mm-hmm. healing or release. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on a lot of different yeah. levels. And so I'm wondering, like, as you're beginning to bring in the intuitive side to mm-hmm. these practices, mm-hmm. are you ever wondering, um, what inspired message is coming through or what inspired, um, motive is coming through? What do you mean? You know, like, okay, is it potentially your your highest self mm-hmm. saying, and, and and I'm always getting the answer as I'm asking the question, it's just, just like, I'm sure I kind of have an understanding of how mm-hmm. you feel, but, you know, who's guiding the best intention for right. the session? Is it your highest self? Is it right. the person's highest self? Is it source energy? You know, what are we tapping into when we're tapping into intuition? That's a really interesting question. I can only speak for myself. I think that sometimes, of course, I'm go- it's going to be filtered through me. You know, regardless of every, first of all, everybody listening needs to realize this. No matter who you go to, you know, um, psychic medium or an intuitive or a doctor or anybody, you know, it's everything is filtered through that person. So there's no way I can say I'm, I'm a pure, you know, I have all the answers and it's coming, you know, listen to me. It's, it's like, I connect from a place of love with people truly. And when I feel, um, I guess when I sense and I get messages, it's from that place of love. So I just trust it and I go with it. Do I know where exactly it's coming from? Sometimes I'll feel like I do. You know, like sometimes I'll feel like information drops in and that's when I feel like it's from a source. It's it's not from me. It's not it, like it'll literally just drop in like, oh, that's interesting. I would have never come up with that. Mm-hmm. And that's a different story. And then sometimes I feel like it's it's maybe my higher self, but also based on. Um, you're yeah I don't know you're blocked because I have a question about this okay (laughs) do you believe that there's a team working with you that maybe okay so this is really interesting yeah (laughs) because (laughs) part of what I do so I went to two courses one was with James Van Prague and one was with Melissa Joy Johnson and they were they were so they were very different Mm -hmm. so James Van Prague is very much uh sort of like an old school psychic medium, really into healers and guides and angels. First, and, and also, he is so incredibly accurate with his messages as a medium. It's, it's, I saw him work. You know, He came up next to me and was helping me with a, with a partner. We were doing this exercise, this mediumship exercise. And I was there for spiritual healing, not necessarily for mediumship. I don't necessarily want to be like Noelle Ian, psychic medium, but, (laughs) but I do want to be able to tap into the spirit world to get messages Mm -hmm. on behalf for somebody. Right. And I was really struggling. I was trying to come up with this, what I I was sensing with this woman who wanted me to tap into this man who she used to date in high school. And I was like, I'm seeing sports. And he can, and she's like, Nope. And I was like, (sighs) crap. Uh, I don't know backpack she's like nope I'm like uh so he came up next to me and he just he looked at her and and before I don't even think she said his name or anything and he's like he had an alcohol problem and she was like yep and it was it's just to see him with such clarity being able to sense feel hear the spirit world Mm -hmm. is amazing 
I'm not at that level yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I do. But I think like I have guides. Have, yes. yes. I've been told by many people that I have guides. In fact, one of them is a witch, which makes me. <laughs> she's a lat. She's from. She. Yes. I, two different people have told. Actually, I saw this in my own meditation. I saw four guides. Um, and when I saw it, when that came up, what I perceived was this woman who was doing voodoo type work. And that's not. I wouldn't say that that's what I embody in this lifetime. So I was like, really? I have a voodoo priestess as my guide? Like, Mm -hmm. that's weird. That makes me a little uncomfortable. And then I went to another intuitive healer here in New Orleans. And she was like, you know that there's this woman from Peru that's around you. She's like the curandera. Curandera is like the Latin witch. I'm probably not doing that accent very well. I actually think that you said that quite well. (laughs) And, um... And, and she goes, and she wants you to wear more color. She says, you're kind of boring. She wants to, she wants you to wear more colorful clothes and, you know, wear okay. these big earrings and all this stuff. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> so yeah, do I, yeah, I think that I have access to guys. I think that I could open that up a little bit more if I wanted to. Well, you were saying that you don't think that you've cultivated that skill of his, yeah. which is to connect to the spirit realm. Yes. But what you do, but what you do is connecting, is very connected to potentially the messages from your guidance team, the messages of your highest self. Sure. You do that. Yes. Implicitly well. Yes. All the time. So what are you finding was the difference in tuning into like the two different realms? Um, okay, so because James, so James Van Prague works with a lot of archetypal energies, things like angels, spirit guides, um, works with the chakra system, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of things like that. That just so deeply spiritual. He is so deeply spiritual. And when you and and what I love about studying with him is that he is just like me. When he sees somebody, he sees somebody's soul, and he speaks to what that soul wants and needs in this lifetime and where they might be off their path where Melissa was wonderful, but she's a little bit We're switching more topics, switching, switching courses. Yeah. She, so, so the M joy integrative was you much more scientific, which I totally appreciate and much more on, at the level of energy, but not so much, you know, like she mentioned chakras and was like, or, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> like, let you know, let's get to the fields. Let's talk about frequencies mm-hmm. and, and torsion fields and yes. all of those things. And I think that they're both absolutely valid mm-hmm. points of view. Well, let me say from work. when when I learn from Melissa, yeah. Um, and we're talking again about Melissa Joy Johnson, and um, she's the owner of M Joy, which is a series of teaching seminars, workshops, and four books. Mm-hmm. to be specific. Um, and I've gone to her teachings via matrix energetic seminars before. And what I've, so what I'm tuning into with yeah. you with this, this seminar is that because I've learned from her and I've, I've heard her use the chakra system as a method of, of gauging, you know, where energy is off, but, right. but not attuning to the structure of the chakra system mm-hmm. as we are, as we've, attuned to its um 
rigidity. Right. She allows it to be very fluid. Yes. She kind of is just using it as a descriptive, Mm -hmm. you know, metaphor or adjective. So she's not necessarily interested in teaching it as it's understood, but rather using it as just a descriptor of what, of the way that she's working with energy and fields Mm -hmm. and frequencies. Yeah. So I think that, and she also likes to stay very on focus, Mm -hmm. you know, of like what she wants to cover and things like that. So, um, I do find that her work is, well, absolutely her work is spiritual and is energetic. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and exactly very different from something that I would expect from James von Prague. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I mean, there's, it's just different. So different. It's just different. There's no, yeah. But just, back to the original. And they work together. I'm not yeah. saying they're, oh, they're, totally. it's not, they're not mutually exclusive. Just like acupuncture it, works with right. spirituality. Right. It's all, I mean, truly, it's all energy. It's just like, okay, somebody's saying this energy looks like an angel and it's this color and this is what I'm perceiving and this other person's focusing on a different level, mm-hmm. maybe, of how energy is being described, you know. So back to the original question, <laughs> the difference, did you find that there was a difference in tuning into intuition mm-hmm. and what you utilize in your healing practice mm-hmm. versus what you were trying to tune into at the course with James von Prague? Wait, say this again. Could you find a difference in frequency or feeling mm-hmm. in tuning into your team that probably works ah. with you when you're practicing acupuncture okay. and healing mm-hmm. intuition? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of grouping that into one section mm-hmm. and then tuning into um, spirits like you were like mediumship, like he was teaching in the course. Hmm. Did you find a difference in, in? Yes, I see what you're saying. Okay, so. when as far as what I learned from him is that when you're connecting to spirit and disembodied disincarnate energy something that's not really dense you have to have a really really high vibration in order for them so they have to lower their vibration according to his framework they have to lower their vibration in order to get the information to us and we have to raise our vibration in order to meet that and, and access that level of that energy field Right. So when you're doing mediumship, it's really important for you to get to that high vibrational space. However, you can do that. And he you you can see that when he does his his work, he he will. He's so goofy. He'll like jump up and down and dance and just he's just full of joy and just really high, like how high energy in order to get that information. And then when it comes through him, he talks really fast. It's like he has to. This is keep up. Yeah. Keep up with Mm -hmm. it. And then. Um. So psychic work or intuitive work is at a different level where you don't necessarily blend your energy with disincarnate beings. It's more about tuning in, at least that's what I feel. So you, and and you can get intuitive feelings in your body. So you get sensations in your body. And, um, so it's, it's more about going inward where I feel like mediumship is more about like elevating your vibration and blending with another energy. Um, and then working with, so how does that fit with working with my guides? Um, what I got most from, from doing that course with him was really just being comfortable with it. 
there were so many people that were there that were beautiful, wonderful souls and really talented psychics, really talented psychics. So being around those other people who live in that world and aren't afraid, you know, there's part of me that was a little bit afraid of it because how do I know that I'm connecting to a being that is not going to abuse that connection to me because because life I mean we are living the dream people like to be in this body to be able to taste food you know experience pleasure like physical pleasure all the things in nature that they want to be here (laughs) so not you know to to make sure that we're not connecting to a being that might not have the best intentions or mm-hmm. um or just wants to take advantage or or even maybe they don't have clarity you know just because there's a a, a being that isn't incarnate doesn't mean that they know better than we do right so the so, question came up when you were talking about raising your vibration to yeah. meet their vibration yeah i the question comes up that maybe all of them don't have a higher vibration than than we do, mm-hmm. right? Because well, if you, I think that having if a you, body art automatically makes us. I don't know. This so, is just what I'm saying. I'm and, not saying this like descri- <laughs> and we're describing it as like yeah. higher, lower, but it's I mean denser, denser. And, and nothing is right or wrong. Right, it's denser, which I I what I'm thinking means. Uh, vibrates at a low at a lower frequency because we have more it's it's denser mm-hmm. so so I do think that it's higher it's a higher vibration when you don't have the body so I think that's where it comes from it doesn't mean it's not when so when you say high vibration it's not like a judgment or like right. oh they've done this work and mm-hmm. so they're higher yeah vibration. that's good to it clarify means, yeah so then so do you think that right when you die your vibration raises? Well, you don't have a body anymore, I would imagine, yeah. I don't know. We need to ask James Van Prague this question. <laughs> I think you can answer this question. I would say yes. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. I think that it, but so higher vibration doesn't necessarily mean that there's some kind of elevated consciousness level where you're suddenly aware of the beauty of life and love and all the stuff. It's more likely because you don't have the density of a body and you don't have the pain and all those Mm -hmm. really heavy negative emotions and heavy physical feelings Mm -hmm. anymore. So you're more likely to maybe have those in for lack of a better word, enlightened um, insights about things greater sense um, but of it's, awareness it's very it, I think it's very impersonal in the sense that yeah you I would imagine that you're pure spirit so right. you have to be a higher vibration right the so energy, I mean, it kind of goes energy. back to what you were saying originally though is is that it's coming through a human vessel mm-hmm. so where is that human vessel where is that person I mean Everything really does, whether whether we try to eliminate our belief systems and our programs. I do find that especially, you know, kind of old, um, traditional type of psychics, they work less on themselves and clearing those things. Hmm. So that can be true. So so that's another thing that I, I think sets him, James Van Prague apart is that he, at least from what I, when I did the course with him, the spiritual healing course, so much of it was about 
self-work mm-hmm. working on yourself clearing your energy field so that you can um receive messages in the most unfiltered unbiased way right and to do that you have to release some of the old crap that you're holding on to that might prevent you from seeing things clearly yeah because yeah. i think a lot of people's experience with psychics and with mediums has traditionally been you know and i my my own personal experience mm-hmm. i could feel, you know, when I've, when I've had an experience with a medium in the past and I've had many, mm-hmm. um, not many, I'd say maybe three, mm-hmm. my energetic body is immediately very apprehensive. And mm-hmm. because what, what I'm doing in that, what I've done in the past in that experience is I've given the power of the message to the messenger and walked into a space saying, you know, better than me. And what you're going to say is is a better knowing than what I have and taking that as truth. A psychic, yeah. A psychic, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of times this was, especially years ago, it was, it was so filtered through someone with a lot of negative yeah. outlook. Right. So they were tuning into messages or, or energy or right. memory of this person who's crossed over that was very um, just not... Uh, enlightening, not, um, not a message that could promote my moving forward. Right. Yes, I get exactly. Mm -hmm. You have to feel what you feel with that person. And if they've done self work and, and what their value system is and what their, where are they resonating? Because that's going to definitely come through. It's, you're just, I mean, whether you're a psychic or a medium, you, or really anything, you're an interpreter. Right. We're all interpreters of energy, period. Even on a daily basis, that's what we're doing. When we look, you know, when we're looking outside and we're like, oh, okay, that looks pink and the sky is blue. We're interpreting. All we're doing is interpreting signals. So truly, everybody is psychic all day long. True. <laughs> that's all we're doing is just in, constantly interpreting energy. And so, yeah, that's it's got to be filtered through that person. They're, mm-hmm. in, they're an interpreter. Right. You know, does it mean that they, it's, it's like, how well are they actually being able to take these these imprints, these messages, whether it's words or pictures or feeling, physical feeling, whatever they're clair, you know, voyance, clairsentience, whatever it is. How well are they able to express that clearly without all of the stuff that is in them? Mm-hmm. So the the clearer somebody is in life the better they're going to be in interpreting things. And that's true for everybody, whether you're a psychic or not. Clear yourself. <laughs> so did you find that when he, when James von Prague was me- messaging for people, when he was giving messages, mm-hmm. did you find that anyone, any of the messages were caused um, a greater sense of fear or Never. restriction Never. or um, sadness? There was no, no, because he's coming from a place of love. I mean, and the thing is with when you're coming from a place of, of truly love and connected to somebody, even if the, if the information is challenging, it'll feel right. So it might cause you to cry. It might cause you to have some kind of, you know, emotional response to it, but your soul knows when someone's speaking on behalf of your soul on that level, you just you just know. Like everybody knows this feeling. 
Everybody knows that feeling when someone's connecting to your heart and connecting to what's true to you. And, and, you know, sometimes he had, you would bring up loved ones who have passed. But again, it's like, if that, if when he's speaking truth and it might cause movement, like tears of recognition or like a release of emotion in some way, then it's, but it's always positive. It's always positive. He's, you know, I've, I've never, in my experience with him, I've never, he just doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. We had such a small class. So the spiritual healing course was an online course. And then this one, this full day workshop was in person and there was supposed to be a hundred people there. And I think that there, it was a small group. I think there were only probably less than 50 of us or around 50 of us. No, maybe even less. And we had such an intimate interaction with him. And you can just, you know, when someone's just always the same, he's just out there. He's not relating to the outside, to the ego at all, at all. Like he would be in this room with us and he would just talk directly to you about mm-hmm. whatever it is. He would probably connect to your dad and, and say something about you and acknowledge you on your life path. Like, wow, Sheena, you've been through a lot in this life and look what you've created. And he might make some suggestions on a soul level of, of what you might want to do over the next like couple weeks. But it's always coming from that place of love and empowerment and support. And in my opinion, when you're talking about discernment, True guidance from a higher source should always feel that way. It should always feel empowering. It should always feel supportive. And again, if the information is challenging, you you can still receive it from a place of like, okay, I know this is true. You know, it's, there's a different feeling to it. Yes. That was a really important message to give. And I think that it's indicative of us progressing as humans like we were able to you know move forward in this world in into a different reality because we are tuning into what it is that we want to promote through the way that we want to feel through what we want to create in this world and that definitely begins with our spiritual communication and what we bring in as guidance Yes, for sure. Discernment and being like, how does this make me feel on a soul level? Yeah. Not on a level that's, you know, one of the things I love that Melissa talked about that I've been writing about myself is this idea of sustainability. So I have love based medicine as my handle on Instagram. And I know it's kind of cheesy. Some people are like, what does that mean? But it really, it's really <laughs> it's just <not> confusing. Coming, <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> well, but it's coming from a place of, you know, there's two, there's two, to, for me, it really boils down to love and fear. You know, we can make our choices based on what we are afraid of, what we don't want to experience or what we think we don't have enough of or all of those fear-based thoughts and fear-based ways of approaching even health. You know, I don't want this. I don't want to be, you know, unhealthy. I don't want this. Or you can shift it and go to what you do want and what you do want to create and, and what is what feels good and it always usually especially if you've done your work it always feels better when it's collaborative when it's together it's like you can grow together and create something from a place of love and then that's sustainable then you can thrive we thrive with with that energy of love truly as an individual and as a collective you know if you look at the people who have who live the longest in this world they are the people who are 
in a community who have a sense of purpose, who are living in joy. I mean, there are people who have the shittiest diet, not to say you should go out there and eat crap food, but who really have the shittiest diet, but who, who don't even think about it. Like the thought that they might not be healthy does not even cross their mind. They're just like, yeah, I eat this, but they love their life. They love their family. They love what they do. They're, they wake up every morning with a sense of joy and purpose. And those people live the longest. Yeah. And so, you know, going on that path. So what's the message of sustainability for you? So, so the message of sustainability is that love is the sustainable path. It's, we all want to expand, right? There's two ways to expand. And you can expand through a sense of like, well, there are many ways to expand, but you can expand generally through a sense of like love. And then there's also like fear in the sense of power and needing to overpower things that sometimes that can yes, feel expansive. Yes, you can definitely create anger, fear. Fear. It's that arduous. That can feel expansive, but eventually that will self-destruct. Yes. It's just not sustainable. Yes. And so it's choosing what path they're and that's true and the thing is it's true on a collective level and it's also true on an individual level yeah what's coming through to me I've heard Melissa talk about that message of creating through fear mm-hmm. and she's she's directed it just you know directly at me <laughs> and she's because you know I've talked to her about business and things like that and she's like clear you, you need to clear that or you will just continue to create from a level of fear mm-hmm. and and that is true. But what yeah. I've had to learn as an individual is that I've had to learn what feels, what does good feel like? And that's becoming something greater than yeah. I've, than I'd ever witnessed before. So I almost didn't have a level of knowing that I was operating from a fear-based perspective right. because I, I wasn't used to creating on the level of love that I'm, yeah. I'm now tapping into yeah. You know, at this time. It doesn't mean fear never creeps up either. I mean, no. it's always going to be there. But it's a guidance <laughs> like, and we're, right. we're like right. also we're also condensing this huge experience yes. into a word called right. feared. Right. But yes, what the difference is is that um when you're beginning to cultivate from a place of what feels good Mm -hmm. and what can feel even better and Mm -hmm. what do I want and what does that feel like? And when you begin tapping into that Mm -hmm. to create, then you recognize the contrast between what you've been doing from a place of, Oh, I've been doing that. And it, you know, this is why it's coming from that place of lack and fear and, and all those things. Um, and it can, and it can just feel so much better. So moving in that direction. Yeah through cultivating that, um, understanding of, and, and true experience with that frequency mm-hmm. of whatever we want to call it, love, joy, expansiveness, yeah. all of those things, freedom. Yeah. 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 So I want to, um, move into more of the conversation about the second part of your trip and some other things as well. Okay. Okay, so shifting the topic a little bit, we were going to move into the Melissa conversation about that course, the MJOY conference, but I noticed that you just opened something, so... Yes, I opened... You have an inspired passage of, for us? Possibilities. I have an inspired packet. <laughs> 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 message. 
Oh, yeah. So the last day of the trip, I was able to go to the Self-Realization Fellowship, right? It's in Encinitas. It's a gorgeous place. It was founded by Yogananda. Oh. Uh, Yes. Do you know who that is? Yes. Okay. So it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I grabbed this little pamphlet that talks about it, an introduction to the Self-Realization Fellowship, Undreamed of Possibilities. And while we were talking, I was guided to open up to this page, and now I know exactly why. So if I can, I'll read you this little Please. paragraph. It says, and this is from the writings of, of Yogananda. It says, our great whirling planet, our human individuality, were not given to us merely that we might exist for a time and then vanish into nothingness, but that we might question what it is all about. To live without understanding the purpose of life is foolish, a waste of time. The mystery of life surrounds us. We were given intelligence in order to solve it. What does that mean to you? Exploration. It's like, yes. What does exploration mean to you? Exploration is, it's, wow, it's expansiveness. Expansiveness. Through... Through this beautiful little vessel that we've been given to experience life with, mm-hmm. this body, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying before about just being, all we, we are all just interpreters of energy yeah. and there's so much to experience here in our bodies. And I, I just, yeah. Exploration yeah. to me is being in the experience of yourself and being able to be guided by something that you might not completely understand mm-hmm. or have yet a complete yeah. understanding of, but to feel free in allowing your mind to to wander and discover, to learn more on every realm relating to something that inspires your interest or piques your curiosity or feels like uh, a passionate action. All of these things are explorative. And I am so grateful to be able to experience that in a judgment-free way for myself first and foremost, mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people probably feel limited in their capacity to explore based on what other people might think based on what their religions might say based on what their parents might say. And I feel so confident from a place of, of having cultivated that trust in myself that I can explore Mm -hmm. and I can do despite what the outcome might be because Mm -hmm. it's all about exploration. Yes. Right. Yes. And if we're afraid of making mistakes and stepping forward and the learning and the expressing while we're growing, then we stay limited in this box because Mm -hmm. of the fear of how other people may react to that exploration. Yes. And I think it's, I think it's so interesting to, to support people who are in that explorative phase and who are developing their products and developing their messages that's when it's like there's a lot to to learn from through other people's exploration. A hundred percent. Yes. It's yes. so interesting. You don't I mean, who wants that neatly tied ribbon that's actually I, I do. <laughs> I do. At when once it's it's been, you know, curated and, and perfect, there is 
You're there's get, never a sense no, of perfection. There's never an end. No, you're right. Like once you achieve, that's the thing. Also with with manifestation and goals, it's like once you achieve something, once you get something, you're gonna want to create something else. Yes, it or never stops, that or else you're, or else you're dead. Exactly. You know, so you might as well create what you actually want instead of doing it like, you know, letting life happen to you. Yeah, and then having to or manage being afraid those things. of what you're inspired to explore. Right. 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 Letting fear stop you. How did, how does this relate to, in some way, the Melissa Joy Johnson seminar? Or something that you've learned from mm, it? Yeah. No, it actually <laughs> ties in really nicely. Because there was a moment... Um, so, just to give everybody a little idea of what it is, what it is, what an M-Joy integrative seminar is. It's based on fields that Melissa has... Um, discovered it was you know she describes it as coming as a download to her these different fields that are um, I guess windows to explore she wouldn't even describe them as frequencies necessarily it's just a field Mm -hmm. to explore different um, energies Mm -hmm. you could just say that right and um so we're going through them and the, after the very first day I felt really awesome and I went to again I, I really am so guided I really need to just acknowledge that because I don't know which where that's coming from but I I truly am and it's such a blessing so I was driving and I didn't know where I was going, which I, again, in that space of exploration, just excitement for being there in California and being, and having no limits. I wasn't like, I need to go eat dinner now, or I'm going to go to this. No, I was just like, where, where do I want to go? And I literally was like, guided to go to Del Mar beach. I had no, I'd never been there before. I had no idea what it was going to be like. I didn't know what street I was on. I just turned left and I got to the, this outlook over the ocean that was on top of a cliff right at the sunset Uh I happened to have a blanket in my car of course so I put the blanket down on the top of the cliff overlooking that huge expansive ocean there with the sunset it was the most amazingly I was just so just like this is so beautiful I it's still so burned in my memory now that it's almost like I can go there and feel that state of just like, oh my God, this life is such a gift. Mm-hmm. I kept saying thank you over and over in my mind. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you for this moment. So the next day in class, I was like, you know what? I sometimes have these moments where I really feel so good that I'm like, is that wrong? <laughs> like, should I be doing... I do. I have these moments where there's got where there's something in me that... Um, that almost feels guilty for really experiencing that level of just like contentment Mm -hmm. and joy and bliss by myself. Like I need to share it. I feel like there needs to be more. And I think, so when you're asking, how does this relate? So the, the question I asked Melissa that like, what, so, you know, is that wrong? Should I, she's like, well, what do you think your purpose is? And I was like, well, like, why are you here? That's what she asked me. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, here in this room? I heard you on <laughs> Sheena's podcast. No. <laughs> she was like, why are you here? And I said, I think that I'm here to just embody my spirit and to be a source of joy and love in the world and come from that place of being no matter where I am. 
you know, to me, that's what I think. That's that's my true answer. But then my ego mind comes in. It's like, well, but you need to, you know, you should be achieving this and you should be creating mm -hmm. this. And it's like, you know, all of these shoulds come in for me. Um, anyway, so how it relates, I think, is is really getting to that well, place. Well, when, when she said, what's your purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was my answer to her, and then that was sort of it. Okay. But there's a but there's more. I there think is there's more. more. Uh -huh. There's more. There's that. Okay. Now I what do I want to create? That. There's a next level. Right. Yeah. What what? Once you yeah. define what you believe to be your purpose, I yeah. believe that sometimes it expands into the next step. Right. So once you kind of define, okay, this is kind of. Um, my direction or this is my once you feel okay with kind of how you know if, if you had an over overview of your entire life and mm -hmm. you had to look at it and say like what's the defined purpose mm -hmm. I feel like the exercise of doing that expands you into the infinite potential of what that is but maybe attunes to the frequency that you um that aligns you with really what that underlying purpose is, which isn't defined by words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I get to this place where, <laughs> and she wasn't like, I could tell you what I think, but I'm not going to, right? That's what she was saying. So nobody's telling me. I don't think anybody's, I'm not looking to somebody for the answers, but, or I should say, and I do also find myself at this place where I feel like my only purpose is to be myself, truly. I agree and, with that. And Completely. I can add to that. So it's sort of like coming from that place of recognizing that and then asking, well, what do I have to offer the world? Mm -hmm. Like, how can I serve? What does it mean for you to be yourself yeah. right now? Yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah. What does it mean for you to be yourself overall? Yeah. It means attuning to what feels good for you. It means yeah. discovering what feels exciting to you. Yeah. And all of those things, they, they filter into your life in such a beautiful way mm -hmm. that it makes your practice yours. It makes your expression right. yours. Right. It exactly. makes your style It makes my vacations yours. mine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I do. It's I a beautiful love, way to live. I love that. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. What an and amazing... And then my ego's like, you should do more. <laughs> Whatever, ego. <laughs> there has to be a balance. Yeah. I think that our our soul selves get so excited by this experience that mm -hmm. sometimes they don't recognize that the physicality of us needs to rest and restore and integrate mm. sometimes. Yeah. And so just sometimes that messaging of... Um, intuition and information. Well, but your soul, uh, I don't know. I disagree because I think your soul self will say, if you're in tune, you know, if you're, I feel so, I guess, okay. Oh, you think because it's the logical brain so that long, keeps us going? No, because like I spent so long disengaged from my body when I was bulimic. It was so terrible mm -hmm. that I, once I regained my sense of connection to myself and the ability to enjoy life, it's like, I don't want to lose that ever again. Mm -hmm. So I won't, do you know what I mean? It's like that feeling of being so, um, alive in my body is 
is the most amazing, incredible feeling. Like, why would I ever not want to be that way? So when you say your soul is disengaged, no, my soul will be like, you need to fucking get some sleep. Sorry. For- oh, oh, I didn't mean to say that. It's okay. Like, you need We're to sleep. To or it's like, talk. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit fuck. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, I yeah. guess I guess we're trying to define I guess like who who guides the the and it, and really it all works together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely have exp- I have to reel in one part of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because one part of me wants to go one direction and one part of me wants to go to another sometimes. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's something in me that needs to integrate a little bit more. Yeah. Well, you also have a very different um you have a lot of responsibility and you have a lot to focus on and a lot to be excited about you know and I am at this place in my life not I'm I'm reveling in the beingness of myself instead of creating something for other people Mm -hmm. which is what you're doing Mm -hmm. and it's such a blessing we need you and we need people like you and we need you potentially need me too so I need to like get off my ass and start doing something well doing doing, no no I don't need to do anything but it could be nice being completely (laughs) in the state of being gives other people information how to do that yeah that's true and you can't act your way out of that yeah you can't you know almost it's almost like as soon as you write or as soon as you speak the expression of what it's like to just be, you almost lose the state of being. Right. So the state of being really doesn't require anything other Mm. than being. Yeah. And so you doing that is you doing something. It definitely is a messenger for, Mm -hmm. for me, for balance and, and learning for, you know, how to do that for myself as well yeah. because even in this state of creation if there isn't a sense of balance through restoration and being mm-hmm. there's nothing yeah there's no you inspiration can't enjoy it. Yeah. there's no there's no juice yeah it really yeah. figuratively and literally there's no <laughs> juice it just becomes very flat yeah you know yeah i do just doing for the sake of doing i know that because i did that for so many years yeah i think back to some of the experience that experiences that i had when i was going through that state where i was so not present and i went to paris i've studied abroad in amsterdam i mean i traveled to the mediterranean i did so many amazing things and while those things were experiences that i value i think back and like how many times it was just i wasn't really there you're just I operating. was distracted. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taking like I I wasn't really experiencing the fullness of life that I could have experienced then. It was yeah. It's a it's a beautiful. Thing. That's interesting. A lot yeah. of shifts. Yeah. So please keep being for all of us. Oh, thank you. It's very important, and it does teach people a lot. Um, if you, without that cultivation in you. I don't I, I don't know that your teachings would be as powerful. I don't know that your healings would be as powerful. I don't know that when you make the decision to take decisive action, if that would be as powerful right. as as coming from such a grounded and loving place that you've cultivated in yourself for yourself. Yeah. 
That's wonderful. Thank you, Sheena. Do you have any other imparting things that you learned from your vacation or your seminar? Hmm. I do. I do. I do. And I, um, I'm a little bit hesitant to talk about it, but I can say that one of the things I really took away from it is my, this really sort of to what we were talking about. It was my giving my, giving power away to an authority figure or Mm -hmm. to somebody that, um, that I might look up to Mm -hmm. that, and my and this idea that those people that are doing and this is for everybody listening actually because I think this happens a lot where we look up to whether it's a celebrity or you know somebody that's out there doing something that we look up to and we're like oh my gosh they have more than me they're more capable than me mm-hmm. I can't do that mm-hmm. you know like um, they're at this level that seems so um, inaccessible so yeah well. Superior. Okay. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. Superior. Like there's a level of perfection that Mm -hmm. we imagine Mm -hmm. that is not true. It's not reality. In fact, I was even talking to my boyfriend earlier about this, about he's met tons of celebrities. He met Michael Jackson once and I was just like, what was, do you ever get starstruck? What was that like? And he's like, not really. He's just, he was kind of like, you know, he was a small guy, kind of very sweet, Mm -hmm. very nice, but that was it. We just talked and it's, everybody's got their thing. Like we're all here learning no matter how advanced you are, no matter how learned you are. Deepak Chopra, I love him. Like people have things to teach and they're still human as far Absolutely. as I know. <laughs> they're still here in human bodies. I believe his daughter or, or maybe his son did a documentary on him and uh, people were so taken aback of his humanness right? and it's like how do you expect anything I think it's a reflection of how hard we are in ourselves absolutely we expect ourselves to be like not having any bad days or not Mm -hmm. experiencing normal life normal emotions and all that stuff and that is so that will keep you disengaged from your soul Mm -hmm. that kind of thing so yeah you know even let's just, I, I said, everybody's human. And for those of you who don't necessarily believe that I was thinking <laughs> of Laura powers. Um, even if you're a, a different kind of being, you're still a being that's evolving that yes. regardless. Yes. So just remember that we are all evolving, including yeah. yourself. So be easy on yourself. Give yourself permission to experience life and all of its richness. And, um, and the more that I, I feel like the more that we allow that, the faster we'll move through it. You know, the more that you allow it, the faster you'll move through it and be able to experience more. That's a complete circle back to the beginning of the podcast (laughs) and my healing session with you. Uh, Accessing that part that's imperfect, seemingly, which it's all perfect. It's all right. Nobody, yes. It's all There's wrong. no such thing. It's Sheena. all everything. There really is no such exactly. thing. It's an illusion. Yes. It's such an illusion. Yes. And especially today with the stuff that we have, you know, God bless Instagram, but there's so many, fil- it's like so many filters, so yeah. many, it's, there's planning, everything's, that's, we all know intuitively that that's not 
quote unquote real life, but mm-hmm. it's really easy to buy into those illusions these days. Mm-hmm. It actually kind of scares me with like the kids these days. I see, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's, we need, we need more people keeping it real. Yeah. Reminding each other that you're allowed to be. And I definitely think that there's a trend toward that. Perfect. You know, people are yes. wanting now to go the opposite end of the spectrum right. and say like, Reality is so fucking ugly. Or you can, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think reality is. I I think it's no, like but just like they're wanting to it, show oh, like right the contrast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I think it can be both because they're so sick of the filter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But everything that you're saying is just that acceptance of all that is you, yes. knowing that you are perfect in all that you've done and all that you continue to do, mm-hmm. and respecting other. The more that we respect the fact that we can choose to be however we are and we can go through this life, the more that we allow those things to flow in us, the more that we're going to allow that for other people too. It's like, so this idea, I was thinking about this, the idea of Instagram being perfect and, you know, we're looking at this as like, this is what beauty means. It just reminded me of some, for some reason of the Asian culture and how, and especially Japanese culture, how they're very much um, about design and about perfection and all of those things and at the same time they're also weird and like there's some weird stuff about that because you have to have both you have mm-hmm. to be able to be like okay this is what we're doing but know that that's not reality that's just one way of of doing things and not do you know what I mean and so there's nothing wrong with it you can have some really like uh overly manicured mm-hmm. perfect perfect things and if that's the way you want to spend your energy that's amazing because it's beautiful to watch and Mm -hmm. perceive Mm -hmm. I love that but it's a choice it's Mm -hmm. not like it has to be that way right you know it's like okay that's one way of doing things Mm -hmm. one one culture decides to spend um to value that specific way of focusing their energy but it's not the only way and it's it's not maybe maybe uh, looking at and appreciating that for what it is yeah. without feeling that every aspect of your life yes. is only perfect if it attains that sort of quote unquote per- yeah. perfection, refinement, right. all those things. Do things that are messy. Yeah. We say that a lot, but I hope that maybe an understanding has come up for the listeners in this episode of, you know, what that really means yeah. and, def- and, um, what it can mean in your life. Mm-hmm. Like being okay with You can't okay explore the, if you're trying to yes. be perfect all the time. Yes. Or allow, or exactly. don't allow for, for growth. Exactly. Things yeah. will never come, things will never happen. You will, you'll just be caught up in the perfection. And, and while I understand, you know, the development of wanting to refine a creation or define a creation or, you know, I definitely do understand that, but I also heard something the other day that I think is a good um, ending to the podcast, which is that most often in a life review at the end of one's life, what is told to the person who's doing the review is, I wish I'd been more bold mm-hmm. and wish I'd taken more risk and had more fun. Mm-hmm. So if that at the end of your life... And been more loving. And Usually been, it's about yeah. relationships. Yeah. People you're in your Well, life. how can... I mean... 
it's all from, if you imagine being in a state, so if people who are listening aren't driving and if they're just like listening, if you can close your eyes and, and feel what it feels like to be embodied in something that feels wonderful and know that that comes from within you, that you've created that vibration and that frequency to feel that, to know that that is source energy, that that source energy begins within you and is also expressed through you in whatever way you choose to do that. Feeling that, attuning to that, connecting to that, and then seeing that in the processing of everything that you do. So from that perspective of everything that you do is perfect, everything that you do comes from source energy and expresses source energy even the things that you've deemed mistakes or imperfect or um, not what you choose to create, right? Mm -hmm. If you had the ultimate, you know, sense of perfect creation. Mm -hmm. All of that processing, all of that up and down, all of that emotion, all of that experience is created by a source that comes from within you. And that is beautiful Mm -hmm. and that can be appreciated and loved. Yeah. It's really amazing. And I hope that everyone feels that. And I think that everyone will. Yeah. Cool. You're alive, people. We're alive. It's pretty, (laughs) pretty amazing. Go out there. Yeah. Yeah. Do it or don't do it. Whatever (laughs) you feel in this moment is what you should do. But Noelle is always expressing this beauty in the world through her Instagram, through her healing, through her messages and all the wonderful things that she does. She's making an, a special guest appearance at the Basic Witch Super Course this weekend for those of you who are attending. Um, she'll be special guesting for us on Saturday night and I can't wait to see what that is because all of the attendees really appreciated and enjoyed it last time. Awesome. But if you want to connect with Noelle individually, um, I am now listing the follows from the episodes in the show notes as well as any defined um, books or courses that we've spoken about. So we'll tag Mm -hmm. James Von Prague and Melissa Joy Johnson as well because we talked about them. And um, any other questions you can direct to Noelle. I hope that, oh, oh, I wanted what? to say huh? I when I was at the self-realization center, I recorded a little meditation. It's a short meditation, but it's recorded there That's on the wonderful. bench by the ocean. And I have a link to it. So if anybody where's wants the link, it, I'll give it to you. OK, yeah. so we'll put it on the podcast. Yeah. In Great. The show notes, you can do that. Good. <laughs> wonderful. Oh, I can't wait to do that. <laughs> I feel like I'm visualizing what that feels like. And it feels like I'm feeling like the air is just crisp, like almost like being in the desert, but also surrounded by like desert flowers and, and things like that while also being at the ocean, the, the ions of the ocean is what I was going to say. Totally clear. Amazing. Thank you for doing that. We will put that in the show notes for sure. Um, 
I hope to see if you guys are local, the show is coming out the week of the super course and we are having a welcome party to welcome our guests who are coming in from out of town and also to just give anyone an introduction to what basic witch is, what we talk about, what our courses are like. Um, you get to experience the space. So again, this is a free party happening this Friday, October 20th from six to eight. You have to sign up on Eventbrite, but the event bright tickets are on the Facebook invites. So check out the event there. I'll put a tag to it on the show notes as well. I hope to see you guys. I love interacting with you. I love hearing from you after the podcast via whichever way feels right to you. So please continue reaching out. I hope that we can connect in some way outside of the podcast. And again, if you enjoyed Noelle and her teachings, please go give her a follow. She's amazing. And wonderful love-based medicine so wonderful thank you guys (laughs) for listening have a wonderful week bye bye